Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. So now, Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit, and then he goes on, and he is talking about this this harvest procedure of thoroughly cleaning and and sweeping out and making sure the threshing floor is clean before new harvest is brought in. And then not only does he clean out the threshing floor and make sure that things are clean before the harvest is brought in, but when the harvest is brought in, he separates the wheat from the chaff. The wheat is what you keep. The chaff was there for a time, but it needs to come off. Chaff for us is stuff that we don't need. It's just stuff that needs to come off. Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Do you have the power of God's spirit working in you? How do you know? Is it a feeling or are you learning to follow him on the inside? Well, there's Holy Spirit power resident in you if you're a child of God. Reverend Patsy Caminetti has an excellent message on the way for you. Later in today's program, we'll remind you of an offer that's available to you. There's a chance you'll want to get more than one of these. But at this time, let's go to the Reverend Caminetti's teaching, The Holy Spirit, Power Sanctifier. Well, I'd like you to go in your Bible to Matthew the 3 chapter. We're going to start here tonight and I'm reading going to read from the New King James. He says this. If you have a Bible that has red letters, we'll see some things coming up in red letters, but this is from John the Baptist. John the Baptist was a forerunner of his cousin Jesus. John the Baptist was an answer to the prayer of his father. A supernatural response to a prayer somebody that was not supposed to be able to have children they'd gone way past the time of having children the bible calls both this man and this woman well stricken in years how must one look when they're well stricken and they did and it's for us to see now all down through time that these people were but god before jesus came in the fullness of time born of a woman it was god's idea and plan to use old people <laughs> yay yay he did it on purpose So John the Baptist was born of well stricken in years people. He was the forerunner of the Lord Jesus Christ and Jesus. Of course his conception was supernatural. And God did that on purpose too and on purpose used a young girl. And all oh, we give it up for the young girls. <laughs> Hallelujah. I believe he does these things on purpose to just show, "Hey, before I come again, I'm going to use everyone I want to use." Age won't be a hindrance. 
Money won't be a hindrance. Education won't be a hindrance. He's going to absolutely span every kind of demographic. And he's going to, on purpose, as he did before his first coming. But before his first coming was born this man by the name of John the Baptist who went before him and he made straight in the wilderness a highway for God. Anyway, he baptized in water and he was known for a baptism of repentance. But one of the things that he said is starts in verse 11. He said, I indeed baptize you with water. And the word baptize means to immerse. And in the act of baptism, and different people baptize and immerse actually in different ways. Some people, you know, go back. How many of you did the go back type of way? And whoever baptized you, you know, put you back. Other people, they just go down. But anyway, any, any person that is baptized must submit and receive that baptism. If you resist it, you won't get baptized. You'll just stand there in the water. There must be a yielding to be able to go down underneath the water and not fighting, not fighting it, but just a response and a yielding to be able to be baptized. And that's what John the Baptist did. It was a baptism of repentance. But he said this, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I. Say mightier than I. There is a mightier baptism. Keep going. Whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. But it's the same concept. This baptism is one that must be submitted to. Now the baptizer, your baptizer, my dad baptized me. And uh, uh, I don't know, you'll probably remember who baptized you in water. And that was a baptism in water to signify our following Jesus. But this particular baptism, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, the baptizer is Jesus. Hallelujah. So, say this, the baptizer is Jesus. And we're talking about baptism in the Holy Spirit. All right. He said he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit in fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. So now, Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit, and then he goes on and he is talking about this, this harvest procedure of thoroughly cleaning and, and sweeping out and making sure the threshing floor is clean before new harvest is brought in. And then not only does he clean out the threshing floor and make sure that things are clean before the harvest is brought in, but when the harvest is brought in, he separates the wheat from the chaff. The wheat is what you keep. The chaff, 
was there for a time, but it needs to come off. Chaff for us is stuff that we don't need. It's just stuff that needs to come off. But I thank God there is this baptism in the Holy Spirit that is connected to this sanctification experience. Now, last night, Lynette was talking about the washing of the water of the word. And so we're just going to kind of ride this thing of sanctification because it's a work that God does before he ever gets into something really big. He always prepares and sanctifies people for something great. And we see that in Joshua, the fifth chapter, before they went into Jericho, they sanctified themselves. And so, uh, so we, we, we see that God's, God is doing great things. There's great harvest. There's great move of God. Besides what we were hearing this morning, we're getting ready for the groom. And, and so thank God there's this sanctifying, this cleansing. And the work is done by the word of God. We heard last night the washing of the word of God. And we're going to look tonight at the sanctifier, the Holy Spirit. And I thank God for the Holy Spirit. We have a, a, a young girl in our, in our school uh, right now. She hadn't been saved very long when she came into the school. And we just felt, even though it was not customary to receive somebody this, this young in the Lord, uh, we felt that we were to. And so we did. And right at the very beginning of, of school, uh, I believe Eve, Jenny was teaching and, and talked about the Holy Spirit and, 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 uh, and, and what I can remember what all the teaching was, but about the Holy Spirit and uh, worshiping God and giving reverence unto the Holy Spirit. And she came up after class and she said, I, I, I feel really awkward about this teaching. She said, I only want to worship God. And she said, I don't know uh, about this Holy Spirit. And so then Jenny got to tell her that the Holy Spirit is God. She didn't know that there was a Trinity. Isn't that something? There is a Trinity. It is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And when Jesus came to earth, he came to introduce the Father. There is no one like God to introduce God. If anyone can get it right, it would be he himself. If anyone, and Jesus said that, if anyone knows the Father, it's the Son. And so Jesus came and introduced the Father, and didn't he do a good job? If there was any, any kind of misconceptions, any kind of confusions about the Father, what he's like, how he acts, how he reacts, how he thinks, what he thinks about all kinds of things, Jesus cleared it up because he said, if you've seen me, you've what? You've seen the Father. But not only did Jesus introduce the Father, but in John 14 and John 16, he also introduced the third person of the Godhead. He personally introduced the Holy Spirit. This week's special offer is a uniquely expandable, microwavable lunchbox with a special compartment for transporting or reheating meals. 
It has the Kindle the Flame logo imprinted on it. With the Kindle the Flame Women's Conference so close, you'll want to order yours today and perhaps one for a friend. It makes for great storage for your meals while traveling to the conference or buy it to use for everyday meal planning. We're offering this well-crafted lunchbox for only $10 plus shipping, but there's a limited number available, so order now. Visit our website, rhema.org, to take a look at it. It comes in red, blue, or green. Make your selection online or call us now at 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. You may also write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. I want to talk to all of you guys. You need to get your ladies to kindle the flame. At September 24th through the 26th, Lynette will be speaking, my daughter Denise Burns, Patsy Caminetti, Erica McCrutchen, and through September the 15th, you can get the early early bird special. So go right there to rhema.org slash KTF and get your wife registered and get her down here. It will benefit her greatly and you too. Holy Spirit power is the power you want to have working in your life. We know you enjoyed today's message by Reverend Patsy Caminetti. Tomorrow, she'll conclude this dynamic message, The Holy Spirit, Power Sanctifier, as we close out our special week of speakers. If these messages are enlightening you, please take a moment to let us know. Just send us an email to partnerservice at rhema.org. That's partnerservice at rhema.org. And let us know what's on your heart. Thank you for that. We'll be with you tomorrow on Rama for Today Radio. Enjoy your day.